Hey everyone, this is Casey. I enjoy listening to Cut to the Chase podcast with Gregory Proctor. Three, two, one. Hello everyone. This is your host, Gregory Proctor. Welcome to Cut to the Chase. This is episode eight. Life is like underwear. Change is good. As you very well know, Cut to the Chase has been formalized based on open dialogue with friends, family, and professional colleagues. And today we have a special guest. She's a true dear friend of mine. She's a friend that, uh, I tell you what, when we, when we get together, it's all about laughter. It's all about fun. Uh, we really enjoy cutting a rug with each other. And uh, I won't go too much into her background because we're going to talk a little bit about that. I mean, our whole theme is based on her career and how she's been able to transform and transcend. Uh, She actually came up with the theme. uh, Life is like uh, underwear changes good, which was which was kind of funny. Uh, You know, I still look back on a few things as as I relate to her and I, uh, besides just being able to cut a rug and have fun. You know, the sheer aspect of how we were able to uh, leverage um, taking advantage. I won't even say uh, leverage, but maybe taking advantage of opportunities. I mean, we've we've been known for taking advantage of opportunities. And this one particular opportunity before I let her speak was she called me up one day and said, hey, Greg, you want to go to the baseball game? I've got the VIP tickets. Let's go. I mean, you know, I, I still crack up about that today. So without any further ado, Casey, I'll, I'll give you an opportunity to talk. <laughs> well, thanks, Greg. I really appreciate it. We had a damn good time, too, didn't we, at that baseball game? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I still I still uh, have, the, have it where we're on the actual national TV of us uh, – all hugging whenever I can't remember who it was hit a home run. So yeah, it was a good exactly. time. Thanks exactly. for having me. I appreciate it. Yes. Very, very, very fortunate. We, we enjoy having you on board. And uh, so why don't you tell the audience a little bit about you and then we'll, we'll kind of jump right into our questions. Sure. Um, so I've been, I started off my career as a uh, operations engineer. I've got a degree in chemical engineering from Louisiana Tech University. Um, from there, I have worked as an operations engineer, gone into control systems engineering. I have a PE in control systems. Um, I'm on the PE committee for the control systems engineering mm-hmm. team. Um, and now I have moved from a discipline engineer up into a project management role. Nice. Okay. 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 So we, we understand that, you know, uh, you, you've come up through the ranks. Uh, you've been very successful in going through uh, what we would consider a transformation in your life. But if we were to go way back, you know, if we were to go back, let's say, after you uh, graduated college and you started your first kind of uh, job, you know, can you share with the audience how you got started in your career? Yeah, it's 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 pretty basic. I was a, a 18 year old kid, or actually 17 years old when I graduated from high school. Um, I'd been good at math, science. I really enjoyed physics because I was into sports, and so. Mm-hmm. I analyzed, analyzed <laughs> the trajectory of my shots and in, in, in my pitching, but uh, 
so my it, it was real interesting I told my dad I don't know what I want to be when I grow up and he said well you're going to be an engineer and I said okay <laughs> and so that's how it went uh, and then his his belief was um, you're going to go to the best school that we can afford which was not much mind you but um, in Louisiana at the time Louisiana Tech was probably the top engineering school mm-hmm. and I was fortunate enough to get in and so that's how I became an engineer. Um, my dad actually owns a plumbing business, and it was, a, it was a pretty small one. I come from a very small town, but he had had a contract at the local paper mill, and so uh, you know, as as we now all know, networking is king, right? You you can't really get anything without networking, and so my dad was probably one of the best, and. Um, and he was pretty high on me. So anyway, he told all the guys out there in the engineering world that I was great and wonderful. And somehow I scored an internship um, <laughs> out there. And that's how really how I started my career. And uh, I was really fortunate because when I graduated uh, at the end of 96, 97, I'm sure you remember that was a big downturn. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. And so there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of opportunities for engineers at the time, but I was fortunate I'd had an internship and I was able to get on at the paper mill and luckily I didn't screw up too bad. They all liked me. And um, <laughs> so that's that's really how my career got started and I'll be really blunt, I did not enjoy school. I did not enjoy the theory of it. Um, I'm mm-hmm, more of mm-hmm. a doer. Yeah. And uh So I really thought when I graduated, I'd be going to a graduate school. I'd either be going, I wanted to be either a doctor or a lawyer or something because I just didn't enjoy engineering. Mm -hmm, But once mm -hmm. I actually started, well, first of all, I had no money to go back to school. Um, Right. So that postponed that. I was hoping to work for a few years and then go back to school. But once I actually got into the job and realized that the actual work was not about the theory and about all the, you know, the crap we had to learn. Mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, no, I was just going to say that I, certainly there's a there's a lot of great takeaways there from 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 how you describe your story and how you aspire to uh, to continue to um, understand your goals. So so without uh, kind of cutting you off, which I do apologize. I mean, we are live. <laughs> no, no worries. <laughs> but. Uh, could you share with our audience with regards? I mean, so so we understand that you know you went through this transformation. Uh, you had some some networking with your father. You got on as an intern, and I believe that was with the paper mill. And so from from there, how did your career progress? Uh, give us give us some some dialogue with how your your career progressed from from that point. Well, I, I think it's 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 quite relevant even to today. So within um, the five years of me starting this great career, I thought the um, the paper mill went from this great place that had over 800 people working to it, working at it. I'm sorry, down to about 300 because environment environmental regulations changed on us, mm-hmm. and natural gas prices about that time started soaring. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I realized shortly that. Um, being groomed for management wasn't going to do me a whole hell of a lot of good. I needed a skill. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. luckily, back to this whole um, you know networking thing and being the best you can be kind of thing, uh, one of the guys that was over the process control group came to me and said, hey, we have an opening. Would you be interested in it? I didn't even really know what they did, but I said, sure, let me look into it. So anyway, I applied. I got it. 
And luckily so, about two years later, um, the company actually ended up filing uh, for bankruptcy. Wow. And I ended up leaving and getting a job at a natural gas import facility. Okay, um, okay. The, the country needed gas um, really badly, so we had a, like five import facilities throughout the country, and I was able to get on with them for a pay cut, mind you. Um, <laughs> Uh, because it was, uh, um, I mean, times were hard then, and sure. and you know, I needed another job, not because, not to go too deep into it. In my personal life, I was recently divorced, had a two-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed a job pretty badly. Yeah. So um, I took a pay cut, went to work for these people, and my my whole point was, well, hell, natural gas is putting the paper mill under. I'm gonna go work for a natural gas company, right? Mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. I should be good for the rest of my career, right? Right. Well, seven years down the road, in comes fracking, and we have too much natural gas. Right. And right. the price dropped tremendously. Went from like fifteen dollars in MMBTU to two dollars in MB, MMBTU, and here I am again. <laughs> the plant shutting in. Right. 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 <laughs> and wow. so, uh, yeah. So they. Um, sent me to work on the pipeline and I was traveling uh, to every small town in rural Louisiana and Kansas and that just wasn't for me again I was a single mother and just didn't Mm -hmm. really enjoy that so the opportunity came uh, for another natural gas company that decided that we were going to export all this natural gas right and so uh I, I uh, decided I'd take that opportunity, and that's where I'm at today. Um, the The ironic part is I've been with that company for eight years, mm-hmm. and here we were building all these wonderful liquefaction um, facilities and exporting gas, and um, now, thanks to the, the economics, my projects that I was working on have all been shut down. So um, right. I've I've essentially been on a an eight year roller coaster. <laughs> in yeah, my career. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, certainly, uh, as they say, you could be like a like a barometer, you know, in, in detecting the weather. I, I I think it's 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 quite remarkable uh, when you listen to your storyline, and I'm sure it is to our audience um, that you were engaged into what we would consider to be the peak of some of these industries and being right there on the plateau right before uh, you go over the cliff. And then you were able to kind of transform, transcend, and and move forward into other dynamics and then do the same thing kind of all over again. And then here you are today. Now, of course, as everyone knows, that's listening to our podcast, you know, we've got this huge pandemic going on. It's, it's kind of impacting everyone uh, in, in a lot of different fa- uh, uh, facets. And so I guess my next question is, is it's kind of based on uh, your experience uh, from from all of the transitional things that you've done uh, within industry, as, as you say, you're working in natural gas at this point in time. How do you see, you know, these signals or these indicators that have allowed for you to be successful in what what I would consider to call kind of get out of jail before before the trouble happens uh, as being something that you're looking at today with regards to where you see yourself, um, let's just say tomorrow? 
Well, I think I've been successful because I've been able to see the signs and、mm-hmm. and understand that that change is inevitable.、Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going back to to the title of the podcast, I'm not afraid of change. I actually、mm-hmm. embrace change. I think it's one of、um, the best things、uh, that can happen because. You get into a rut, right? And so, I think I saw some signs that a lot of people didn't see, just because they they didn't appreciate the change and didn't want、yep. to the change.、Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I, I really, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like that's where I'm successful is because I just embrace it. I think it's great. I don't see anything negative about change.、Uh, awesome. To me,、awesome. yeah, change is positive. I. I, I <laughs> You know,、um, not to get in, again into any much too personal, but you know, you know, work. I've changed quite a bit. Heck, I've changed husbands. You know, so <laughs> I'm on my third one. So you know, everything's good about change. I, I I honestly can't say that I've ever had anything negative about it. And, I, and honestly, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about is is saying, okay, change is coming. Let's look at the positives. What is positive about this particular change, and how can I make it work for me? Right, right, right. And you know, you 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 chimed in on something that you and I have kind of shared in 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 some of our, you know, kind of、uh, friendship and and personable、uh, dialogue, which I'll I'll kind of share with our audience, you know, to to kind of bring this full circle. You know, I think when you and I first、uh, became really, you know, kind of、uh, drew a bond together between one another, you know, we were very much relatable because of the simple fact that. You know, I had gone through. I'm, you know, I'm on my third marriage, and then you were, you were in the process of getting married、uh, at that point in time to, for your third marriage, and it was just so much dynamic and so much linkage there that we were able kind of to draw, draw and facilitate a bond, not only just on a professional level, but also on a personal level, just for being able to have, you know, someone that you can rationalize with, which was, which was always so important、uh, with me and in my friendship、uh, with you professionally and and personally. And so,、uh, you know, leading up to the next next couple questions here, you know, it, it, it's so ironic that you know you've had so much of、uh, of success in understanding indicators and trends and things that would help you be able to、um, navigate going forward. Could you tell our audience what have you learned through your、uh, career with regards to some of your key concepts that would be、uh, things that、uh, could help others? <clears throat> yeah, sure.、Um, you know, the big thing that, and I think I was taught this even in my family, was the worth ethic.、Um, you know, no matter what's happening, I, I feel like I have a really strong work ethic. No matter what I'm doing, even when I took that pay cut in my job, I did it like it was it was paying me a million dollars. I、sure. I took every opportunity to learn new things. I.、Um, You know the the other part of it is just knowing who you are, being self aware. Right. Know, know what you're good at and what you aren't,、mm-hmm. and then seek those that complement you. You know, we. I was thinking about this、um, the other day. You and I first hit it off at work because me being the strategic person I was, we first met. I was like, hey. This guy knows a lot that I don't, and I can learn from him, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and that's how it really started: is、um, seeking those that have the skills that、um, you may not have, 
in either learning from them or being able to uh, work with them to where you can build a team that's cohesive and successful. And and honestly, at the end of the day, I think that's been a lot of, of why I'm successful is, is I know who I am and mm-hmm. every day I'm going to be the best person I can be, but I also realize I'm not perfect. Sure. And, and that there's there's all these people out there that can compliment me and we can make this great team to be successful. Yeah. You know, the yeah. other part of it too is, you know, again, knowing myself, right. um, I have a tendency to, to say what's on my mind. So one of the other big things <laughs> I've learned is, um, you know, there's a lot of times when I just need to shut up and listen. Right. <laughs> and that, that's right. probably been um, a, a great lesson I've learned. Um, and then lastly, we're all going to make mistakes, right? And, and that's really, at the end of the day, is saying it's okay to make a mistake, admitting I made a mistake. I mean, that's the big thing I, that I've seen a lot in my career where people are not successful is they screw up, but they refuse to admit it. You know, sure. I, I sure. had a boss, my one, my, my second boss, um, he used to keep a list like the guy on NCIS and he used to always <laughs> say, um, crow is best served warm. And I took that to heart early in my career. And I feel like uh, that's been a lot is when I screw up, I have no problem going to the person that I screwed up with or whatever and just admitting it and owning it and Mm -hmm. saying, you know, I screwed up, but here's what I think we can do to fix it. Right. And honestly, um, that was probably the biggest lesson that got me to where I'm at in my current position. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are all commendable. I mean, certainly, uh, you know, uh, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of takeaways as as you've indicated. Uh, particularly one, you know, being able to admit when you're when you're wrong or when you've screwed up, which you know is is not necessarily an easy thing to do. Um, as you very well know, we we've worked together in the trenches, as you as you've alluded to, and uh, you know, sometimes uh, when you're working together in the trenches. You know, there's always the blame game. And when there's the blame game, you know, they're looking for an escape goat. And sometimes uh, it's just as easy, you know, if you are involved and dealing with the circumstance that you're in control of, it's just to raise your hand, you know, and kind of uh, move on from it and and not let it, you know, cast so much negativity, you know, into uh, into your career or into your into your uh, forward thinking or, or path. Um, so we, we appreciate you sharing those uh, those key concepts and and factors with us. So, um, what are your thoughts with regards to? I mean, you've had a lot of success in identifying signals, identifying trends. Um, how does organizational cultural play into what you're looking at as signals and as indicators to know? Uh, when to get out or when to stay in or, or when to stay steady state, you know, what, what are, what are some of those specifics as you look at the culture? Are you looking for a culture that, that has a lot of camaraderie or are you looking for a, a culture that has a, a tremendous amount of, of give and take? Can you give our audience uh, an idea of, of, of what, what some of those things may mean to you? Sure. Um, yeah, I guess the biggest thing um as far as culture is concerned is to me is just honesty if Mm -hmm. it's 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 knowing 
that you can trust to be you and say you're sorry and not be like you said the part of the blame game but let's just be honest I mean there's always a negative side to certain things and so I think I've been successful in understanding where or actually just maybe even understanding what the culture is in general and once you understand what the culture is if you understand what is driving the culture is it is it you know is it to be successful no matter what is it is it price is it um ego whatever it is once you understand what's driving it then you can step back and say okay do i believe what they're telling me or do i have all these other facts um i'm a huge uh, industry uh researcher Every every morning I, I go out and I, I do a bunch of research on what's going on in the markets and I look and see um, anything and everything because I mean we're a global community now and there's a lot going on and you know there's there's all these uh, pundits that are saying well natural gas is going to come back in six months or it's going to come back in eighteen months and to me you have to educate yourself and understand where all that's coming from and 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 look at what they're what maybe they're not telling you and what's actual um and and i and that's where i was at the paper mill you know at the time right i can tell you our our leadership was not saying that we were going bankrupt (laughs) you know they were they were trying to keep everybody happy and and um thinking that everything was going to be hunky-dory but I knew enough and educated myself to know that there just was no way at the current trajectory that we were on that we would be successful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, a lot of it's just thinking for yourself and, and, and analyzing what you're being told and know that sometimes, um, I don't, I want to say people are lying to you because I think sometimes they really believe what they're telling you. Sure. But you just, I mean, a lot of it, like I said, is just thinking for yourself and, 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 and not being, um, questioning, I guess, is probably the better say. Is is just asking why, you know, ask right. why, 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 right? And um, and going from there. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Certainly, uh, you know, I I think uh, you've kind of expressed uh, life is like underwear. <clears throat> Change is good, and in many different facets, um, you know, above and beyond, you know, what we've talked about, which is education, instinct, your ability to adapt, uh, your ability to, like you just stated, you know, ask questions. Um, they're all invaluable points uh, that, that really kind of summarize uh, life is like underwear, change is good. So as we reach to a point of, of closure with regards to this podcast, what are some of the closing remarks you'd like to leave with our audience? I guess um, the biggest thing that I would say, you know, is is, is embrace change. Look at mm-hmm. what the positive is. There is a positive in everything, no matter what. I mean, hell, this time last year I had two broken ankles, and you'd have thought all hell would break loose, but it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to me. I was able to take a break, enjoy right. my family, and became a better employee because of it. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just, I mean, really, at the end of the day. I won't say that I'm an optimist, <laughs> although one time I had a guy say that anybody that gets married three times must be an optimist. 
Oh, but, now. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think I'm a realist. And I, and I think sure. that there's, you know, everything is, is 50-50. So if you think it's negative, there's 50% of it's positive. You just got to find it. And, yep. and, you know, education, like you just said, is probably one of the best ways to do that. I, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I recently... Um, or as of tomorrow, I will have completed my MBA. And that was just transformational in the fact that I was able to meet 60 people that um, come from different walks of life, different industries. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, that really opened up my mind tremendously and in, in reading every day and understanding that um, there's just this great big world out there. And as long as you embrace it and know that there's something positive and you just work you work towards that work smart not hard and um, yep. yep you'll be successful you know it's I feel like I have this great set of skills and whether I use it in the in- energy industry or the healthcare industry or any industry I can be successful uh, because I've got these skills um, like I said just the positivity and working hard and being open to learn things you can do it in any in any any facet of your life, and I think that's Absolutely. probably the biggest takeaway that I would um, hope someone gets from this podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. Can't can't agree with you more. And certainly, before I get into a final wrap up, you know, I want to say hats off to you. Um, you know, you've been a you've been an excellent friend and and confidant, and and most. Uh, importantly, congratulations. Uh, I know it's been a, a huge taxing uh, time for you with everything that has occurred in your life, uh, going through getting your MBA. But, uh, you know, I'm extremely proud of you. I love you, as I always tell you all the time. You may not want to tell your husband that because he may punch me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but first and foremost, I mean, you know, we're, we're like brothers and sisters and uh, those those are, are things that you just can't take away. You know, those those moments are, are too genuine and they're close, too close to the heart. Um, but certainly, um, you know, as I as I begin to start our wrap up, we'd like to, to thank Casey. Uh, certainly this episode, uh, life is like underwear, change is good. You know, there was a lot of commendable takeaways, uh, you know, from honesty to, uh, you know, just being yourself uh, looking at the positive. I mean, all of these things are just things that can help individuals move forward in life if they just change their overall perception and uh, dream a little bit. Because at the end of the day, it's inside of oneself uh, that creates your future and the positivity that you make it. And so with that being said, Casey, we'd like to say goodbye to our audience, we like to say goodbye. This is your host, Greg Proctor, Cut to the Chase. This ends episode eight. Life is like underwear. Change is good. Thank you very much. Take care and bye-bye.